Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my quarterback rankings for week 13 of the NFL season. So you know, these aren't rest of season rankings. These are just like how I would rank the quarterbacks for this one specific, you know, Thursday, Sunday, Monday slate of games. And so I'm going to be going through the top 20 quarterbacks. And while you guys are watching or listening, if you're enjoying the content, do me a huge favor. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button, and then also hit that like button. Both of those things really help support the channel, and I would really appreciate it. But let's just get right into it, and I'm going to start it off from the bottom. So starting off here at number 20, I have Teddy Bridgewater. So for Teddy, you know, he seems like a guy who has a fairly safe floor. He's never going to put up those ceiling games, and that's really just going to restrict his overall fantasy value. He does have the weapons around him. Just like I mentioned, not enough ceiling. Honestly, a pretty similar situation here with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to rely very heavily on the run game. Plus, he's going to be without his number one wide receiver slash running back, Debo Samuel. So that definitely hurts his value also. And number 18, I went with Mac Jones. He has kind of shown that he has a little bit of a ceiling. We know he can put up those 300 passing yard, you know, multiple touchdown games. But can he do that on a consistent basis? They have a tough matchup here against the Bills. We know the Patriots really like to rely on that run game. So he's going to be more of like a mid-tier quarterback two option. After him, I have Taylor Heineke coming in here at number 17. You know, he's kind of always a fringe guy. You know, do you trust him in your starting lineup? Do you not? He does have some of those ceiling games, but his floor also is not very high. We also kind of saw how this Washington football team offense wants to run. It really seems like they want to get into these kind of scrappy games, and I just don't think that's going to consistently support your team's starting quarterback. After Heineke, I have Tua coming in here at 16. He honestly has played fairly well throughout this entire season, especially the last month. He really just hasn't been putting up the touchdown numbers to really kind of elevate him as like a high-end quarterback too but someone who I think is a very solid QB2 option in super flex leagues, and then maybe, you know, a solid startable quarterback if you're in a very deep league, you know, maybe like a 20-team, 18-team, 16-team league, you know, setups like that. Then I've got Carson Wentz here at number 15. You know, Carson Wentz fantasy value is heavily dependent on their matchups. You know, normally you look at quarterbacks and you just want them in matchups where the team's going to be able to put up a lot of points. That's not necessarily the case for Carson Wentz, just because Jonathan Taylor is so dominant. If the Colts get an early lead, they're just going to run the ball out with Jonathan Taylor, and they are not going to put any pressure on Carson Wentz. We actually saw the opposite in the game against the Bucs, right? It's a good matchup for Wentz. The defense of the Bucs is okay, but they've got a solid run defense. Then they put the ball in Carson Wentz's hands. They go up against the Texans this week. This just feels to me like it's going to be a Jonathan Taylor game. So I don't have a ton of trust in Carson Wentz. Then at number 14, I have Taysom Hill. And he's kind of a player I really want to lock in and focus on this week. So we actually saw Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback for the Saints last year. He started four total games. And he honestly performed very, very well for a fantasy football level. So these were his point totals in those four games. 24.2, 17.5, 23.6, 18.9. I mean, that is a very reliable quarterback one option. He averaged 21.1 points per game during that stretch. And a lot of his production came from the rushing. This is a trend I talk about in a lot of my videos. At the quarterback position for fantasy football, 
the point scoring system is very, very skewed toward running quarterbacks. That's why you have a guy like Jalen Hurts, who I'm going to talk about later, not that great of an NFL quarterback, but can produce top tier fantasy numbers. And in that four game stretch, Taysom Hill averaged 9.8 carries per game. And then in that four game stretch, four passing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns. We know those rushing touchdowns are more valuable. But the problem here is, I don't think I can just lock him in as a top 12 quarterback this week because this is a very different situation. The wide receiver core is different. And not only is it different, but it's honestly just worse options here. There's no more Michael Thomas, no more Emmanuel Sanders. And I know Michael Thomas was not great last year, but he was still better than, you know, their top option this year. Whether you think it's Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, or Marquez Callaway, you know, an injured Michael Thomas is better than all three of those players. Plus, Taysom Hill's mobility may also be limited. He's been dealing with a plantar fascia injury, so we also don't know how that is going to affect him. I do think that this week will be very telling for his rest of season value. You know, that Saints offense could go out. They may look terrible. We don't know if we're going to have Alvin Kamara. It looks like he is questionable for this game, but they could go out, just look terrible, and then you don't really trust Taysom Hill, or they could go out. They don't even have to put up a ton of points, but if he can kind of be in that like 50 rushing yards a game range, maybe he gets in with his legs one time, then he could be a very suitable fantasy option for the rest of the season. Now let's move over to the number 13 quarterback, and that is Russell Wilson. And it honestly feels like he shouldn't even be touching, you know, this borderline QB1 range just because of how bad the Seahawks offense has been. When you look at his fantasy production from Monday night, it really didn't seem that bad. But the overall, you know, fantasy point total did not tell the whole story. That Seahawks offense just looked terrible. DK Metcalf was non-existent. I think Tyler Lockett was like three for 90. But still, just not getting the ball to those playmakers, Lockett and Metcalf. They had no run game. Russ led that team in rushing yards with 16 carries. So as a whole, you know, they just look totally out of whack. And personally, I would not trust Russell Wilson in my lineup. But I do think he kind of falls in this range right between the startable quarterbacks, just because we know what he can do, you know, on a week to week basis. We know he has that ceiling game where he can go out for 300 yards, you know, three plus touchdowns and just light up your lineup. He also has the weapons with Metcalf and Lockett. We just need to see it click. So do I trust him as a starter, you know, in a one quarterback league? No, but we do know those ceiling games are probably going to come. Breaking into the top 12, so the quarterback ones for this week, I have a Derek Carr here at number 12. Definitely had a bounce back game on Thanksgiving after kind of struggling for a few weeks without Henry Ruggs. I think he's probably going to see himself in a similar spot here rest of season, you know, borderline top 12 quarterback on a week to week basis. At number 11, I went with Joe Burrow. He's kind of been in a similar situation to Carson Wentz recently, where you just have Joe Mixon taking over games, carrying the ball 30 plus times. They get a lead. You don't really need to throw the ball a ton. I think that's happened the last two games, at least for Joe Burrow. But this week, it's a matchup against the Chargers. You definitely can run on that Chargers defense, but we know the Chargers offense does have the potential to make this a shootout. So I do think Joe Burrow is going to be relied upon heavily in this game and can put up some solid, you know, back-end quarterback one numbers. At number 10, I have Matthew Stafford, and his production has totally fallen off over the last few weeks. So the first eight weeks of the season, Matthew Stafford was lighting it up, averaging 22.9 fantasy points per game. Then the last three weeks, that number has fallen to 14.9 points per game, 
And I feel like there's like a few main factors contributing to this drop off. I think the first and probably most impactful one is just the loss of Robert Woods. You know, OBJ coming in and signing does not just cancel out the loss of Bobby Trees out of that lineup. I think most people right now would agree, you know, prior to Robert Woods' injury, that overall, Robert Woods is a better wide receiver than Odell Beckham. So essentially, you're swapping Robert Woods for Odell Beckham, plus you already have like the offseason and, you know, first eight weeks of the season chemistry built up with Woods and Stafford. You do not have that with OBJ. Plus, Matthew Stafford is banged up right now. Going into week 12, it was reported that Stafford was dealing with pain in his throwing arm, his elbow, he had a sore ankle, and chronic back pain. That's definitely not stuff that's going to help him play to a higher level. Overall, I think Stafford will continue to be like a mid to back end quarterback one option rest of season, and I do think he's going to progressively get better. First thing, the chemistry with Odell is going to get better. I think the offense as a whole is going to be more productive. Plus, hopefully, you know, some of those injuries are able to clear up. So I do think, you know, we're going to see some brighter days ahead for Matthew Stafford. Continuing into the top 10 here, at number nine, I have Kirk Cousins, likely going to be playing without Dalvin Cook this week. And Kirk has just been a really solid quarterback one option, very dependable on a week-to-week basis. We know he has solid weapons around him. They're going up against the Lions, so they're likely to put up a lot of points and just someone that I think is very trustworthy in lineups. At number eight, I have Justin Herbert. I mentioned this when I talked about Joe Burrow, but I do think this game has shootout potential between the Bengals and the Chargers. You know, the Chargers have looked out of whack in certain weeks, but when it all comes together and clicks, I mean, that is an explosive offense, and Herbert has a very, very high ceiling. At number seven, I have Dak, who plays today on Thursday Night Football, going up against the Saints. He played well on Thanksgiving, and that was without Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. It looks like Cooper's going to be back. There was some kind of skepticism there. I believe the same thing with Amari Cooper. So he's going to have his full, you know, talent at wide receiver. And I just think he's a very solid mid-tier QB1 option. And it's kind of weird here. We're breaking into the top six. And overall, there just has not been a lot of consistency for these top-tier quarterback ones. Starting it off at number six, it's Patrick Mahomes. We know he has had some major down games but he always has that 400-yard, three-touchdown game in him. And he's just someone you got to keep plugging into your lineup because he does have that wild ceiling. After Mahomes, I have Jalen Hurts, and we know it. I mean, the man was absolutely terrible last week. Definitely his worst game of the season. 129 passing yards, three interceptions, and he actually rushed for 77 yards, and that totally saved him from putting up negative points. I still believe Hurts is going to be a mid to high-end quarterback one rest of season. And the tough thing with Hurts is that if you're watching him play or even looking at the stat lines, it is never going to look pretty because straight up, he is not a good NFL quarterback. I honestly don't even think I'd have him as like a top 20 guy, but he's been a very consistent fantasy producer. I think I mentioned this earlier with Taysom Hill, that rushing upside is so valuable and Jalen Hurts 100% has that. And even after that terrible game, he is still the QB6, averaging 21.2 points per game. So someone you just kind of got to set him in your lineup and forget about that last week. I know it sucked, probably lost you your week, but he does have that ceiling to put up like 25 points on a game-to-game basis. So he's got to be back in your lineup. At number four, I went with Josh Allen. He does have a tough matchup this week against the Patriots, but one of these guys that's just locked in 
has had some inconsistency, like I mentioned with a lot of the guys around him, but still a top-tier fantasy quarterback. And number three, I went with Kyler Murray, who is likely going to be making his return this Sunday, along with DeAndre Hopkins. We have not seen him in a long time, but we can't forget that when healthy, he is one of the best fantasy quarterbacks out there. Going up against the Bears, not a terrible defense, not a great defense, kind of a middle-of-the-road matchup, but I do think Kyler is going to get it done this week. Then at number two, Lamar Jackson, another guy who had a rough week coming off of a four-interception game and just kind of a three-game stretch where he hasn't put up those top-tier numbers that you're expecting from a guy who was like an MVP candidate a few weeks ago, but we know he has that rushing upside. Really, the only person who can rival him in that is Jalen Hurts, and I would still take Lamar for that rushing upside. So he's going to slide in here at number two. And then kind of a similar story for all these guys. They've had some rough games as of late. Same thing with Tom Brady. They're going up against the Falcons. That is not a good secondary. He absolutely lit them up in week two. I expect the same thing. He's going to be without Antonio Brown, but you still got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You've got Gronk back who got into the end zone twice in that week two matchup. So Tom Brady is going to finish up these week 13 rankings. If you guys enjoy the content, do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Go check out my rankings at every other position. I'll have it for running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.